Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Has the music been playing for like 10 minutes? Sorry, guys. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Danny's like, yeah, it's the third time we played this. <laughs> we would have played another Mark Morrison song, but he doesn't have any other ones. Oh, oh, oh. No. He's... Might have a couple. All right. Danny Williams and Danny Bailey on a Throwback Thursday edition of the program. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 is um, a nice choice for you. And then you can watch us, stream us, or watch us at milehighsports.com. The app, nice app. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. No excuses. Gianna Williams joining me today from home. Brothers and sisters all fighting about, uh, why did she get it go? That's not fair. It's like, dang. You know, sometimes I, you ever see like Homer choke Bart? We're just like choking him out. Oh, yeah. I've wanted to do that to JJ. But then the stupid cops and all that stuff. So I didn't. I chose not to. 303-831-1340, though, is the hotline as well as the text, the text line. Danny Bailey, as well as Danny Williams. Zach Seeger's out there in the lobby somewhere. We'll drag him in studio in a little bit. 20 days till training camp. That's less than three weeks. What are you feeling like, Danny Bailey, about these Denver Broncos? You feeling like this is going to be a magical year? Do you? Hey, do you believe in magic? I do. I do believe in magic. Um, didn't get into Hogwarts, but I still believe that some kids are getting in somewhere. Uh, I Me- think that Smeagol. Is that the same movie? <laughs> uh, Smeagol. No. That's not. Nah, that's the, um, darn it. <laughs> that's something different. Damn. Um, but no, I do believe in magic. I think Russell Wilson has a lot of it. I think Nathaniel Hackett has a lot of it. Yes. And I am really excited to see where this team's going to go. Javante Williams is poised to kind of really break onto the scene as like a guy who is one of the top backs in the league. Yeah. I think we talked about that a little bit yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with where he stacks up. So, yeah, I'm excited for Broncos camp, and I'm thrilled that we have such great people over here at Mile High Sports with Zach Seegers and Cody Rourke and everyone else who does a great job covering Broncos for us. They're going to have a great time at camp, and we're going to have a great time talking about it. You know, I'm probably done asking Cody to come on the show. I mean, we put it all out there. We're just trying to be, you know, but yeah, you know, a couple of times I asked, he's here in this, you know, lobby or he's in the, you know, I wouldn't call it the lobby. What'd you call this? Just the the foyer. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> the foyer. No, not Fournier. <laughs> you said Christian Fournier? Evan Fournier. Oh, Evan Fournier. Who's Christian Fournier? I don't know. I think you made that up. Really? No, no, Christian. Oh, wait. Christian Fournier? <laughs> Hold Dust- on Dustin Poirier? Uh, all worth talking about, every one of those guys that we just mentioned. But uh, yeah, so he's out there. But I, talked, I asked Cody, I was like, hey, you want to jump on the show? He was like, yeah, man, uh, I'm working on this feature on some stuff and then whatever. You know, and then I was like, okay, hey, no big deal. It's on deadline. I get that. I've been there, right? And then I walked by. He's been ordering a Jimmy John's for like 30 minutes. You know, it's like, so, you know, then I asked him one other time and he was like, yeah, maybe Monday? What do you think about Monday? I'm like, yeah, I'll be here Monday, but I'll have forgot by then. So, Cody, 
No, he does good coverage. He just doesn't do it for my radio show. He gives great Broncos coverage around, you know, for other stuff. But Zach Seegers, who's always been, that's him. That's Zach, man. He's, he's young. He's talented. Comes on my show when I ask him. Um, He's out there. And he's ready to go. He's going to probably be working for the Post in about seven years, six or seven years. I'd say. Is the Post still going to be around? Oh, wait. Never mind. Damn. <laughs> I mean, the Gazette? The Denver Gazette? Uh, my Life Sports might be the, the last survivor. You know how in Demolition Man... Taco Bell's the only food, the the, the uh, fast food wars, right? Isn't that they called? Yeah, sure. Every restaurant's Taco Bell. So um, if only if there was one who survives, not because it's the best out there, but it's, it's the best to you. I don't know. McDonald's if, survives. Yeah, obviously, it's, it's probably McDonald's. Yeah. but I, uh, I I don't hate McDonald's. No, I'm telling with every the Big Mac. You have a Big Mac every, every now and once then. In a while, yeah. All right, let's go. No problem with that. You ever have you ever have like you know kid has a couple extra nuggets in the um, Happy Meal? Well, you don't ever have that, but yeah, I, yeah, I've never run into that. But yeah, sometimes I order the ten piece and you get like eleven or twelve. Yeah, but I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. That used to happen back when I was in college and high school, but I I don't know, it doesn't happen anymore. I guess I lost some of that luck. Mm -hmm. Speaking of ten pieces, though, Danny Williams and Danny ba Bailey live from the Tech Center. It's nine ten a.m. In the Mile High City. We'll prepare some kind of break here in the next minute or so. You know, get back on track here. I was a minute or two late. Sorry, I was doing some serious stuff about it. was a call from a source about, you know, something but the Broncos. And then a trade involving the Nuggets, too. I mean, I, you know, I can't tell you, obviously. So just got to accept it. And hope Nate buys that. Um, other than that, Danny Let's a throwback Thursday. Uh, Danny Bailey's on his first week with us since Jake um, made the hugest mistake of his life. And um, now it's been a fun week. We kind of, you know, it's like we had the, you left me with Alex Becker that one day and then Monday we didn't have a show. So next week will be like the full groove and the full rhythm. That's when we're like, obviously, Nate, we have some ridiculous chemistry stuff. You're probably going to have to reevaluate your whole plan of what you had with the Alex Becker thing like in a couple months or a month or whatever. That's the point where we have some leverage, all right? So here's what I would do. When we get hot today and I drop on you one of those, save that for a promo, that's usually just a fun line I say over the years. But today we might actually have to save it for a promo for Nate to be like, Nate, you, you, you here, listen to this. And then we're talking about whatever it is we're talking about. It's hot. It's going to have to be really good because the promos are pretty short. Damn. See, now I feel a little pressure, but I'm... Oh, no, no. Don't feel any pressure. You're good almost every day. Well, you know, I appreciate that. Luckily, Danny and I make love to pressure. <laughs> and we're very generous lovers. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Turn that up a little bit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was with the uh, old pal... When I told you I played golf the other day, Daniel. The great dude. He puts a biggie on the phone. And I'm like, he's like, Biggie's the best. And I'm like, you see? It's just that simple. It's he is the best. Who's ever sounded like Biggie before? Nobody's ever sounded like Biggie. No one before, no one since. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kind of like us. Quite frankly, nobody, nobody does, does it better. better. It's no slogans, guys. Just, just great, great radio. radio. 
All right. The, the two Dannys and Gianna back on the other side of Somali Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. Yes. Is this peaches by Bieber? No, it's a different one. Different one. (laughs) Damn. That's what I'm looking for on a throwback Thursday edition of the program. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. You can know that, right? So do it. Um, what couple things. I went into Danny Bailey's studio on the other side there, showed me a cool little stat. Um do you want to tell the people about that stat, sir? Yeah, let's talk about it. So there's a couple a couple wild things that I thought I would share with the listeners and you today, Danny. Uh, the first is, do you know what the all-time record is for career triple-doubles in the WNBA is? Career triple-doubles in the WNBA. Uh, what, the number or the person? Both. Diana Taurasi? It's Candace Parker. Oh. Who's been in the WNBA for a long time. Uh, it's like 17. Three. I'm sorry, what? Three. Three? Three. Uh, They're rare. They're very rare. And it's not just Candace Parker anymore because last night, Sabrina Ionescu, who is only a couple years into her WNBA career, got her second triple-double of the season and her third triple-double of her career already tying Candace Parker's record. Well, she was the number one pick last year, right? She was in... um Total phenom. She's a twin. Her brother was just a college ball player, nothing special, but she is an incredible player and probably was playing against boys her whole life. She's great. She's going to turn the Liberty around. And they're going to be, she's, you know, she's the next thing. She's really like the truth. And um, yeah, she's not, she's just a little guard. Yeah. She's, she's not some big, you know, tree who's, you know, pulling boards and, you know, lay, laying it up right against the rim. She's, um, yeah, she's something special. So t- keep going. Yeah, so that was the first thing. Uh, she's, yeah, like you said, well on her way to making the Liberty an absolute Goliath in the WNBA. She's going to have a huge career and probably surpass some of the all-time <laughs> guards like a Diana Taurasi, like a Sue Bird, who have had very decorated, very successful WNBA careers. The other stat has to do with a certain two-time back-to-back MVP. Uh, according to ESPN Stats and Information Research, Ionescu's line of scoring at least 30 points in a triple-double with zero turnovers while shooting at least 75% from the field. So, yeah, very long, convoluted stat, but it's cool (laughs) because there's only one NBA player that has matched that stat line in the past 40 years. The Denver Nuggets back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic. Yeah! Sweet. That's badass. That is badass. So I just thought that they deserve to get a little shine. And turns out that 
that triple-double helped you out a little bit last night, too, huh? Here's what's so funny about that. So I have a little bit of money to play with late now. I'm trying to do a little catch-up. So um, I have like a $25 bet something thing in my uh, portfolio, okay, because my hard work. And they appreciate me over there. Um, so I have, you know, if JJ gets in front, he's like, oh, let me, oh, let me make some bets. And I'm like, uh, okay. So he takes the Liberty plus seven and a half. Okay, they're like, they're eight and 12. Okay, and they're playing the Aces, who they're one of the best teams in the WNBA. Okay, so it's like a four point game. They're down. You get seven and a half. And I'm like, yeah, you might have been actually like they might have been close to a couple points. So I'm like, uh, JJ picks. And then he picks a a third inning draw with the Dodgers and the Rockies. And I didn't like it. There's so many games going. And I'm like, oh, God. So I, you know, 25 pays out like 100 bucks. Okay, so the first inning, the third inning draw hits. I'm like, let's go, JJ. And then it's halftime and the Liberty are down by like eight. Okay. And I'm like, see, JJ, I don't know why I'm listening to a kid. And I'm like, come on, JJ. The Aces are one of the best teams in the WNBA. And he goes, they are. (laughs) And then not only was JJ right, the Liberty come all the way back to win outright in dramatic fashion with a historic performance by this, you know, uh, little Hooper. Yeah, former well, Oregon Duck, Pac-12 right. conference champions. That's right. So that's it. Way to go, JJ. Um, <laughs> that's a cool stat. I like that. I can appreciate that, right? Talk- I love tri- I love triple doubles. So, yeah, I think it's very cool. Let's talk about Jokic for a sec then. Um, Giannis won two MVPs, and then it's like we're kind of tired of giving it to him because he could have won another one this year. And the one the year before where they won it all, he didn't have as in um like incredible of a prolific of a regular season as his MVP seasons. But you kind of get tired of giving it to a guy. Uh, for one, will Jokic ever win another a third MVP? And I guess my next question would be: Is this the best player that he can be? Can this guy get even better? I believe there's always room to grow. We've seen him develop as a leader. We've seen him develop as an outside shooter. He's starting that defensive development more, and I think there's even more room that he could grow there. Uh, yeah, I think he could get better, but he's he's already clearly very good. He's in a lot of people's top fives, as he should be. He's back-to-back MVP, as he should be. And If we don't win a championship... And Jokic right now in eight years. In, in, no, I'm sorry. In nine, then damn, 36, 35 years old. Okay. You get eight more full seasons of Jokic. I will the, I'm wondering if the back end from this point will be as good as the front end. Because. You know, theoretically, he's been the superstar for like five or six seasons and then a, maybe a year of kind of the grooming stuff. If I could get that on a back end, I would take that. I would take that. I don't need that plus more. I would, in fact, take take that. Who's that over there? Uh, he was trying to tell me a fake name and I couldn't understand what he was saying. So, so it's Toby? I guess it's Toby. Let's get him real quick. Dude. We don't do that race relations here. We everyone is we got rainbows on all our stuff right now. 
My name is Burson. Hey, boys. <laughs> so, so sorry, Carolina went and did a sorry move, huh? <laughs> they were desperate. That they listen. That head coach, that Matt Rule, he kind of is. He he's 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 making the you know decisions on the roster as well. He's kind of the general manager too. So, I mean, look what they've done. Going gone from Teddy to Darnold to now this will be Baker. But who's in between? Oh, Cam for for a little bit again. They brought Cam back. That's that's outrageous. That's, oh that's yeah. Worse. That's, well, that's worse than anything the Cleveland Browns ever done. Here, here's what I could appreciate. It's not working. You ain't gonna wait two or three years for it. You're gonna go get try to get the next best guy. The fact of the matter is, it's like they're the Panthers. They can't go get a, a guy like Peyton Manning or Russell Wilson like the Denver Broncos can. So they may be spinning their tires forever. And a team like the Panthers has to has to go into the draft, draft a guy very high, and hope this guy's the truth. The Denver Broncos, when you know they can go, just go get an all-time great. That's what they've done now twice. It's a different, you, different standards so it, of brand. So is, is the Carolina Panthers the new Cleveland Browns? Um, no, the <laughs> Cleveland Browns are probably back to being, being the new Cleveland Browns because, yeah, especially since. What's his name? They don't know how long he's going to be suspended for, right? Well, not only that, they're paying $10 million of the yeah. salary for Baker Mayfield to go there. So now they got $10 million they're paying for Baker to not play for them, and then they're paying, what, $45 million for Deshaun Watson to prob- probably not play for them this year. Imagine that. Imagine being that's, a fan of that. That's just money going out of the going up in the air, right? Like when you open your air conditioning and let the wind blow out, right? Well, it's just like, again, there's a salary uh, floor, so, like, there's a certain amount of money, like, these teams have to spend. But to spend it like that, man, it's like, that's a disgrace. They're not going to have no good no good backups now. Well, they're not going to have good that's anything. That's about right. No, for sure. I mean, they were just had a chance to be good, but they were good because they had Baker Mayfield on a rookie contract. And that's why they had all these, you know, um, yeah, um, put together with you them. know, Landry's and Odell Beckham Jr.'s. And, you know, you could pay Miles Garrett, who's a real true superstar there. Uh, Even the running backs. Both running backs, uh, bro. Are you kidding me? They got two yeah. of the best in the league in Chubb. And in uh, Kareem Hunt. No, not Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Kareem Hunt. That's right. Yeah, so that, 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 it's just, well, you know, at least as long as it's not the Denver Broncos, let it be the Cleveland Browns, right? The Broncos don't, you know, we're, we're so much better than that. It's like I kind of feel sorry for franchises like that a little bit. I don't think yeah, the, but, the Broncos were like that, I think, in the 60s and maybe the early 70s. But that's when, like, you know, we didn't, we had dirt roads and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like doesn't even doesn't, doesn't even count. Once football so started to really matter, it, modern football to me was, was Elway, the coming of age. It was like the 80s. Like even the 70s was kind of like, you know, I had like a bar in the front of their helmet and stuff like that. And guys are kicking, running up to the ball, kicking, you know, straight into the ball. Like Tom Dempsey. So you, don't think, you don't think this where we had Drew Locke was compared to – Anything as bad as, come on, dude. Oh, yeah, as Drew Locke. Um, see, here's what I think. I think, like, why Drew Locke and the Broncos weren't as bad as, like, the Jaguars get or the Lions get. It's because they're the Denver Broncos. It's because of the standard of excellence, and it's because you'll always be a little bit better than those teams, even during your worst times. Even during your weakest and worst times, the Denver Broncos will still go uh, – sign Case Keenum and get people believing or go trade for Joe Flacco, the guy who did them dirty and, you know, who won even, even Dale Carter, remember, sorry, Dale. Well, I, you know, that's, I guess so. so I guess, eh, he was a real bastard. 
man. Here's why. Here's what. So good here's what it. Mark Jackson was telling me, and like some of the Bronx players were telling me that Shanahan used to say, and the Broncos used to say, "Oh, we'll never go get guys like that. Those guys are, you know, SOPs. We would never go get guys like that." And then they go get a guy like that, and then a, you know, Daryl Gardner's of the world and the Travis Henrys. Those were the low oh. points for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. But, you know, you're trying. Shanahan, too, though, right? That was Shanahan. Well, though. yeah, that, got, that stuff got Shanahan fired at the end. All that kind of stuff. Even Wasn't after- Dale Carter at the beginning before, though? I thought he came at the beginning. Nah, then, Dale Carter came. got Champ Bailey. No, Dale right? Carter came. Um, Dale Carter end, came in the, in the two, early twos or right after they started. I'd say like 2000. Let me take a look. I'd say in the year 2000. So after Louis Wright, there was no more cornerbacks. Champ Bailey was the next one. Then was that's how it went? Um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, no. Well, you had Atwater and you had uh, Simon Fletcher, but those were guys weren't really corners. Uh, Ray Crockett. Well, because Ray Crockett was after Champ Bailey, was no, he? no. Before we were, we won a Super Bowl with Ray Crockett. Champ, we didn't oh, win yeah, a Super yeah, Bowl yeah, with Champ. Yeah, Champ's yeah, after, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Champ was after, yeah. The Broncos. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, he was with, signed with the Broncos, two thousand. Yeah, because we didn't have no, we never had no great cornerbacks, never until we got Chan Bailey. I thought Dale Carter was going to be the one, but he did turn out to be nothing. Oh, he was a jerk. Yeah, he was, was trash. Yeah. All right, he man. Came from Kansas, mustard and ketchup, mustard and ketchup. Yeah, that's uh, WT out there. We got to go. Broncos are everybody else sucks. Three zero three eight three one thirteen forty. The hotline as well as the text line. Let's uh, go to break. Three zero three. 831-1340. We'll catch up with the text. You can text us right there. You can watch us at MileHighSports.com app. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. It's MileHighSports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize okay. there's nothing left. Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mom is so long. 303 831 1340, the hotline and the text line. Thanks for rolling with us this morning. We. Man, uh, Nadal has uh, some ab, ab issue. Where he, you know, like, he may not be able to survive the, uh, tomorrow's match against Kyrgios. Where Danny Bailey's gone all in on. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah, well. I made everybody a lot of money yesterday on Nadal. Yeah, Nadal was a good play yesterday. I cashed out, got a little bit of profit, but I should have stayed in because Nadal won. I knew that as soon as I cashed out, uh, things were going to go Nadal's way. That's just how I felt in my bones. Uh-huh. And uh, well, if you believe it in your heart, how can you be wrong? So that's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was a little frustrating to see him win after cashing out. But now knowing that he has the ab, seeing how close that one was with Fritz, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's curious to lose. Obviously, there's some off the court stuff that is probably going to be in his head a little bit going forward in this tournament with the domestic uh, accusations against him that he's going to have to face the legal system for back home in uh, Australia, New Zealand. I don't know. The flags look the same to me. Um, But, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not a great situation for him, but I think that the way he's been going in this tournament, all the momentum is there. Djokovic is good, but this is Kyrgios's time. Okay. I like that. And Zodin said that? No, that's not what he said. But oh. He just said that uh, there there are things that Kyrgios does that no one else can do right now. Yeah. And he's one of the best at returning serves. And he's one of the greatest servers of all time. And he's great at serving. He's one so of the greatest like, servers can, of all time. If you can do both sides of that coin, then you're going to be in a good spot. And so I'm, I'm, I think he's fun to watch. I think he's good for tennis. He might. I think he gets a bad rap, and maybe the off the court stuff now is going to be worse. He for might have him, a better but, opportunity at beating Djokovic than Nadal because Nadal is the ultimate return man. He will return everything and just chop at you, chop at you, chop. It's very frustrating to play against that and a guy like that. Um, you know, Kyrgios rather go in there and bang against Djokovic and come out, you know, better that day. Whereas the emotional, the emotional, you know, Australian, ah, will, will um, you know, find himself frustrated with Nadal throughout that match. I think so. If he can survive Nadal, then he will win this thing. So, what was the money at? Like, what was the number? I believe I think it was plus two fifty. Okay, which is like the same as I got in a doll at. So I I felt like that was a good sign. Okay, uh, let's go to the text line. Okay, we got a couple texts. One from Alo uh, saying, "Danny tells time like Raheem Moore swats balls down." <laughs> so uh, that would be not well. Uh, um, oh, Jack talk tie Tina. Pretty Jack funny. talk tie very well. <laughs> And then Dirty Mike, uh, is Drew Locke still getting owned on the Twitter machine, getting roasted by a tennis account? What is that? Big cheer? Dirty Mike and the boys. Big cheer. Are you kidding me? What is that? That's pretty funny, man. It's it's the simple things. Um, All right, one more little note since we don't have much time, but Otani. Okay. Might be closing in um, on another MVP. Aaron Judge, a front runner right now, but Otani is now extended um, his streak of starts without an earned run to four. Okay, like they don't really win ever, but when they do, it's Otani pitches and gives up zero runs, and then they win. So you know his fourth straight straight start without uh, allowing an earned run. And his third with at least 10 strikeouts and zero earned runs. He's the sixth pitcher to accomplish the feat since uh, earned runs became official. Um, and the first since DeGrom did it like four or five years ago. So this is like a long time ago kind of stuff. Scherzer, Altani, Kershaw, Kershaw, R.A. Dickey. <laughs> um Johan Santana, Chan Ho Park, all stud muffs. So he's eight and four on the season. If Otani can win 13 or 14 games and be one of the best hitters in baseball, you probably should just give him the award. Aaron Judge has been special. He's great. And I'm like a weird kind of quiet closet Yankees fan. But um, Otani's special. He's a. Like, people don't understand this. He's one of the best pitchers in the league. And he's one of the best hitters in the league. Because he's been doing it for a couple of years. Like, oh, yeah, Otani, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty. No, he's iconically, historically, all-time great. And he will not be in that uniform next year. 
He's got to get out year? of here. You think it's next year? Yeah, he's because out? he's been so, you know, you got to give a guy like that exactly what he wants. And then if he's under contract, you got to get some real compensation for him to ever, you know, try to have a, a future. A future without him. You know, they spend money there. Rendon, you know, Mike Trout's. Mike Trout's the next best player in baseball. Here's what's crazy. They have the two best players in baseball, really honestly, Danny Bailey. Those are the two best players in baseball. They're both on their team. They can't win anything. And they can't even win with an all-time great manager in Joe Madden, who they had to fire in the middle of the season. I was like, oh, man, Joe Madden's going to be the perfect guy to get this thing right. I don't know what it is. Culture, um, run a bad luck, you know, pitching, bum pitching. I think it's probably the biggest part of it. I don't know. Maybe they need to make another movie about him, and that'll turn things around. Uh, baseball movies are always good. Yeah, Angels in the Outfield. Exactly. It was the springboard for Joseph Gordon-Levitt's whole career. No doubt about it. People once called me a young George Jordan Gucci. What's his name? Levitt. Jordan. Jordan Gucci Lamont. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 500 days of summer. I auditioned for it. He beat me out. Okay. Should we go to break? We could. We could talk more about John Gavin Larynx. <laughs> uh, uh, Joseph Noren. Uh, Gushafats? Okay. So Jordan Levitt. What's his name? It's not, it's Joseph. Gordon Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. That's what I said at the beginning. You might want to go run that back and listen. I might have said that at the beginning. Okay. Were you on the phone or something? I'm not sure. Uh, I was not on the phone. Okay. We'll get Zach Seegers in here, see if he wants to jump in for a segment. Um, 20 days till training camp. It's going down. And I'm looking forward to it. I want to be out there. Want to uh, get that full experience. Want to. Um, I want to win. <laughs> I'm desperate to win. That's all I really care about is winning. You know? Oh, they're just nine years old. They're just out. We're just out there to have fun. We practice three days a week and have games all weekend long. We're out there to have fun. What are you talking about? I want winners. You've got to be number one. Here's me post game. Tolerate any losers in this family. Your intensity is for shit. win, win, win. I just want to win. The parents don't understand that. Hit the bricks. Just okay. that I'm a winner. <laughs> My life sports. Baby, you're perfect 10. I want to get in. Can I get down so I can win? I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. We're back in. Zach Seegers with us. Zach, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Happy to be back. Man, Thank you so much. Happy to have you here. Good to see you, buddy. Always nice to see your face when you walk into you know the studio here. I know. I, I feel uh, happy to be here, getting through some of the summer craziness. So I think I should be in the office a whole lot more, uh, writing and hanging out with the crew and everything. Yeah. So excited for that. Once the season rolls around, it's like we'll all kind of you know we'll be stuck together. You know, and we'll go through this journey and experience together and hope that um, at the end of this will be a AFC championship appearance. You know, at that point, 
my crystal balls, it's it's hazy after. I can't mm-hmm. see any further. That doesn't mean they lose. That just means like that's wouldn't that be great? It would be. I think it's very possible. I do too. The more and more I look at this team, no doubt about it. I think the defense can be a lot better this year. Um, I think the common belief is that you know you're losing Vic Fangio, this defensive mastermind, and it's gonna uh, take a step back. I, the defense really, when you dive into a lot of the the analytics and whatnot, they're not they did not perform very well last year outside of in the red zone, um, and they were just a unit that did not well, want to play for Vic Fangio. I could appreciate the analytics. I love the numbers. You know, like uh, what's the uh, I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't add up. You know, so that's, I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. They were good at. Uh, holding teams to field goal drives. And yeah. that's meaningful well, in the modern NFL, but it was like the amount of drives that ended with points. Here's what it, I think. Weird. Fangio was the mastermind. He had to orchestrate this you know, defense that was like, man, it was like, you know, like the uh, sophistication of that of like these incredible offenses, okay, out there. Extremely but, complex. But, but they had to do that because they had to win and lose based off of that defense. Now, this defense is going to not only be on the field so much less what each guy is going to be asked to do, and even in the way he does it because of the complexion of now with the way these games are going to play out, I think that means we're going to see things from guys we didn't see before, and we're going to see a defense that is gonna, may look a lot different Um when a lot of the same players are still here. Why? Because, I mean, now the offense is the star, and now the defense is going to be the complement, and that's going to show. I mean, that, that that time on the field, long, sustained drive, Russell Wilson, Drew Locke out there, the three and out, turnover, <sighs> grab your helmet, we're back on the field kind of stuff. That matters. A hundred percent, and I think, and this sounds goofy, and it, it's the type of thing I don't love uh highlighting analysis but because it's fairly subjective but i think it is a real noticeable trend if you look at um defenses over the last two three years maybe there's been like a steelers team that was great for a whole season but there's not many of those like 2017 jaguars defenses or 2015 broncos defenses out there anymore the 2018 bears even there's not like the defense of the year really that's kind of faded these last two seasons and instead it's like the dominant defense is the defense that's feeling themselves in that moment carolina like first four weeks of last season despite being a really bad team was the best defense in the league because they were just feeling themselves they were in a groove uh, and I think that juice, that energy matters so much to defensive football in the modern NFL that favors offense so much. And this defense is going to have a lot more juice. Yeah. They're going to enjoy playing for Ajiro Evero a lot more than they enjoyed playing for Vic Fangio. I guarantee it. All-time great defenses you can ride. Those are things. Sometimes you have three or four Hall of Famers on a defense, and that's just what, you know, that's part of who and what you become. But a defense like the Chiefs, for example, last year, the you know first half of the season, another it's good like, example, terrible, and then they just, or even they, two years ago, like when they won the Super Bowl, and they just had to get hot at the right time and get right, and they had the pieces to do it, and they had the offense that kind of itself got right, kind of the second half of the season that took a little bit of pressure off them uh, physically and in the terms of you know schematically and what it takes to go win a game. So and you I, go ahead. Sorry, circling back to oh, the with original you. point you made on like the energy having a quarterback. There's a situational factor, a hundred percent. That'll it, the defense is going to be in better positions because they're not going to be playing from behind. Mm-hmm. That's a big bonus. The other big bonus is these are guys that, for the last six, seven years, have had to go. Okay, we got to help Joe Flacco win games, and just that mentality is so much different than like 
It's totally. different as a defense-centric game, like, I need to carry, no, try not and so carry much my different. quarterback to a victory, to now you're entering the game like, Russ has us. Bro, it's it, not going to be me yeah. beating my head against the Anyone ball. who's done anything ever, like, you go p- play pickup ball, and you're shooting for teams, or like a dad ball, and you get like, you're playing with one or two good dudes, all of a sudden you're like, all right, let's go, let's get it. We're not going to lose yes. all night. I mean, it's just like... And if you're uh, on the team, if you've got five good guys against you and you've got all the schlubs on your team, it's you, like, it's, you're defeated, here you go you're, again. You're defeated the going GTA. into battle. Yeah, you really are. You know, I, I, I like that a lot. I think there's so much unsaid there, especially when I saw you and like Cody kind of talking. You know, just, you know, you guys are chopping it up. We're talking, you know, well, this guy's going to be playing here as opposed to here. Might be asked to do this as opposed to this. All that is true, but even to the extreme because this is not only not a Vic... Fangio defense now this is a defense that went from being on the field you know um, 60% of the game to now going to be on the field 40% of the game that's going to be a revolutionary dramatic um, difference and turn of events in what this defense has the potential to be and become yep and now when you're giving Mike Purcell, who's an aging player that is still very talented in what he can do, rather than giving him, you know, he would still probably be getting 20, 30% of the snaps, rather than that 30% being 30% of 1,000, you're playing him 300 snaps, 30% 30 of 700 or 700, and you're going to be getting for those, and this defense does have some veterans in valuable positions, Kareem Jackson, uh, Mike Purcell, or guys that have injury issues, Ronald Darby, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory. You're putting um, no less doubt. wear and tear on all those bodies and are more likely to get a better, fresher version of those players with high-end talents. I love it. Okay, so we asked uh, yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, um, if where we had like top five talents, basically. Players that we had at top five talents at their positions mm-hmm. based off of uh, NFL wires, Justin Simmons as the Ooh. number one safety. So, you know, we were talking about Sertan, who's probably in the t- maybe in the top 10, we want to believe, who has the potential. We can't really put him in there right now, but maybe we could project him. You know, Javante definitely, d- d- definitely is a, a sw- the sweetheart. I mean, one of like three or four sweethearts of the NFL offseason, and you'll see it in every guy's fantasy draft as he doesn't go any further than the second round in anyone on, you know, in America's, you know. I'm um, buying the Javante hype. That's going to unlock Russell Wilson this year. Um, Randy Gregory was up for debate, but we were hoping he was more of like a top 10 guy at his position. Um, Where else did we go? We were... um, we dropped it's McManus tough. in there. We went to there was maybe one guy I'm leaving. Draymond or DJ. I'd put them. Uh DJ the Jones was a guy that Or Draymond. I yeah. think Draymond's better than DJ, but both like if you want to get really specific and be like if that's true, true, that's a great if we're talking, if you really believe that, that's great yeah, because DJ Jones has an incredible reputation. DJ does. Um I think Draymond Jones is is better and more valuable. I think he's got like all pro potential and it's just he's someone who's really gotten screwed by the bad quarterback play because it's put him in uh unadvantageous situations but I think and, and it's like they they're both interior defensive linemen but they play very different roles if you want to talk about interior pass rushers I think Draymond Jones is a top five guy there I'd put uh, uh, Aaron Donald of course Chris Jones Jonathan Allen ahead of him um, but I think he could be right there at number four and, and he could pass up Jonathan Allen this year uh, you look at uh, he just hasn't got enough national praise for it because of what the Broncos have been during his career um, and he's been putting up crazy numbers despite like rarely having like pin your ears back, go after the quarterback uh, mm-hmm. situations based on how the Broncos have been playing. Damn. And then DJ, if we want to talk about run stuffing defensive tackles, DJ Jones is a top five player at that position. That's what I'm talking about. Um, both of them are 
oh, like that tandem's going to be nice. And then you can, yeah. if if Ajim takes takes the leap, Ajim was number one according to PFF in pass rush productivity among interior defensive linemen. Number five behind only Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, and whatnot in terms of pass rush win rate for interior defensive linemen. So if you have him and Mike Purcell spelling Draymond Jones and DJ Jones, that defensive front would be really special. And you've got Deshaun Williams. It's nice. Last question. Who will be your most statistically productive receiver this season? I think it's going to be Sutton, man. I think we get back to 2019 (laughs) Sutton. I said Judy, he said Patrick, and you said Sutton. I'm going with Sutton comfortably. (laughs) Judy eats in the middle of the field. I don't think we'll see... I think he'll have a breakout so many cheap ones? Judy's got to have more receptions than anybody. I think he does get cheap ones, but Russell Wilson's play style isn't cheap ones. He's not... The t- he doesn't play the same way like a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning does where they want to nickel and dime you down the field. He wants the big shots and like Cortland Sutton, if we get 2019 Cortland Sutton and I think there's a good chance we do, man, there's that is some the people that are very high receiver. on him. That's the perfect receiver for Russell Wilson. Someone had him com- comped out as having a Cooper Cup kind of season this year. I don't know who That's it was. a little That's strong. A, I mean, like I can't That's even a little like, strong. I don't even know where that came from. I want to like... We Say it about, out loud. Well, I don't even really believe in myself. We talk about the value of Javante Williams. Javante Williams oh, wow. forces opposing defenses to play to not play the conservative defenses Russell Wilson has seen each of the last two years. That's going to open up those deep shots. And Cortland Sutton already has demonstrated the ability to be an elite player, an elite receiver in that facet of the game. Yeah. He just has to get back to being fully 100% healthy. And also, this isn't the first time we've ever seen a guy in his first season back from an ACL tear not look 100%. That's kind of the norm. This year, I think we get the better ver- If Man, if it's that 2019 Sutton, I think he is comfortably mm-hmm. the number one receiver on this team. Okay. I'm, you know, I, I, I want to believe that. I think he, I was believing at a point that Corlin Sutton was a special player, uh, being as productive as he was with really anyone who was playing quarterback there for I a I think stress, he would have so. been in 2020 if he doesn't get that ACL. I think so. Oh, I think so. And too. I think it was really bad injury luck. I think, and you. And he, last year was just a part of the comeback year. This is the year where we get to see really who and what he is. Yeah. And you. Or left as a player, I guess you could say. Listen to people who are better sourced than me. I'm trying to remember who wrote the story you heard about uh, this week. He's been on Javante for years. We need oh to play God. the clip. I've heard your Javante stuff. It's we're incredible. gonna we're gonna go back and play your clip again. I mean, like I don't. We don't have to. <laughs> like, Danny, I don't lane. know what Jake, what file Jake put that thing in. But you know, they're asking me who should the Broncos draft. Who's gonna be my next Kamara? Because my my Kamara stuff is the stuff of legend. And when I dropped that Javante stuff, people were like, Javante. No, I'm like Javante. Jake, in that clip, Jake he plays played. the who? Yeah, he goes. That was Buddha. on him. Javante Williams was the best oh, running back in that man. draft. Someone asked me who is my next Kamara. The guy is Javante Williams. He's a running back from North Carolina. Danny was right. 5'10, 220, a horse, but like elusive. He's like the big power runner with like the elusive smaller back look and explosiveness. Who the f- is that guy? <laughs> uh, he's Let's got see. that uh, passing game locked down where you could throw the ball to him five or six times a game, mm-hmm. a couple times a game on big first downs, and one or two of those, he will take it to the house. Okay, that kind of player. Um, a three down, a three down back in an era where those don't really exist, and um, every bit will be every bit as good or better than. Najee Harris. Hey! Yeah. Let's go! Yeah. In oh scene. God. It was a good pick. It was a good pick. When Nate's like, all right, Danny, you're going to have to fire you. Oh, oh, are you? 
we'll have you remember me replay this. Danny, hit it, and then it'll just you have to be there at the time, obviously. And then you're just gonna have to have like a boombox in case we don't have this equipment. You're just gonna have to play some of that stuff. Yeah, I like it. it Damn, it's good to, Zach. You gotta you gotta celebrate your W's. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, that's why we have you on. Only winners. Thank you. Exactly. Um, yeah, man. Good luck. Uh, we'll get you back in. I'm excited for your coverage. Thank you. And Thank I know you. you are too, man. You know, live it up. Don't take this kind of stuff for granted because when you're old and have to bring kids to work like me, you'll wish that you can just be out at training camp and you'll be like, well, I would love to, Nate, but my wife won't let me. So that's what you deal with once you get to a certain age. I, it makes sense. You know, it's it's a lot of pressure you're under, Danny, but I, <laughs> I uh, admire the way you handle uh, it with grace. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, uh, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Let's go to break, come back, uh, get a second hour going. Um, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I got a lot of NBA stuff that I think is interesting. And Danny Bailey's got some good stuff, too. Come up with some good stuff. Back on the other side. It's Smiley Sports. When I ask, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Come on. I'm not even going for it. Here's what I'm going to say. 